I'm Kylie, founder of Akanel Expeditions, the best adventure travel company that you've never heard of. This is a 35,000 feet podcast where we interview interesting people doing interesting things in interesting places. From the next big CEO to coaches of your favorite teams to everyone in between, we've got stories to tell. Let's jump in. Hi guys, welcome back. It's Morgan. Today I'm sitting down with Coach Mark from the University of Michigan. Thanks so much for joining us. Well, thanks for having me. Yes, and we're so excited to hear from you and get an insight into your team and into your life and just get to know you better. So um, one of the first questions I want to start by asking you is if you could tell us about the highs and lows of your season. Yeah, you know, it's funny. I, I try not to have too many highs and lows. It's one of, This is an interesting business because it's so competitive, and, and I'm an incredibly competitive person. All the players in our team are great competitors. Uh, my wife, who actually coaches with me, is super competitive. So we try to, I, I try not to ride too many highs and lows because it gets to be a bit of an occupational hazard. Uh-huh. But certainly for us, you know, we have some rivals. Uh, Ohio State, uh, being in Michigan, Ohio State's a natural rivalry. Uh, Michigan State's a big rivalry. You know, and we actually swept both those teams um, this year in all uh, all four matches we played. So that wow. was a pretty big highlight to be able to to beat those guys and and uh, you know sweep the rivals. Um, you know, getting in anytime we they have the NCAA selection show, and you know we've been in the NCAA tournaments a lot a lot of times in the last twenty years, but it never gets old. And so when we we all meet as a tradition in our house and have like dinner, and then we have the selection show it's to me, it's like an early Christmas, you know? And so mm-hmm. when that happens, it's just a, a huge highlight. So I think, you know, those would probably be some, some big ones, but um, you know, for me, again, I try not to ride too many highs and lows. I, I really, I got a pretty great job. It, it doesn't, uh, it doesn't stink to be able to teach 19 to 20, you know, two year olds a game and uh, get paid for it. So it's pretty awesome. And, uh, and I am surrounded by really good people, not only my staff, but also all of our student athletes. So, I, I pretty much look forward to going to work every day, and that to me is, uh, you know, there's no reason to ride a lot of high, ride a lot of highs and lows when you you got that going on. I love like your insights because it's I can tell you you're positive and you care about your team and you want what's best. You know, you you're not going to dwell on things. You're just going to keep working hard, and I can I can tell that from just listening to you. Well, thanks. Yeah, for sure. And I'm so curious, like, how did you get to be a coach? What was, what's your story there? Yeah, you know, it's funny. I grew up uh, always loving sports and I played, you know, just all the traditional stuff that people play when they're growing up, you know, baseball. And uh, I actually grew up in Alaska, so hockey was big. And I grew up, my most of my life, I played hockey. Um, and then, uh, or most of my young life. And wow. then, you know, as I got to the end of high school, I, I and I always thought I wanted to coach. Like, I just really had a lot of uh, respect and great relationships for the coaches that I played for. And so I thought, hey, I'd, I'd really like to coach. I kind of assumed I would coach hockey. Um, but my senior year in high school, I got into volleyball kind of in a re- weird roundabout way. And, and uh, as I finished up high school, I wasn't really didn't have a future in hockey because I was a good high school player. But that was about the, the ceiling. Um, and I happened to get into volleyball in some you know pretty good situations and, and ended up playing volleyball in college at uh, Cal State Northridge. And so by the end of college, I, I knew that, OK, if I'm going to coach, I want to coach volleyball. Um, I played for a coach who was a really good teacher. And, uh, and that was kind of intentional on my part. That's one of the reasons I chose the school I chose. So uh, it's kind of always something I wanted to do. I didn't know if I'd ever be able to make it a living. And I know my dad was very concerned about that because he mm-hmm. wanted to make sure I could, you know, some, someday get off of his books and get on my own. <laughs> yeah. um, but, it, you know, it turned out okay. At this point, it turned out great. And my wife and I coached together, as I mentioned earlier. And she always wanted to coach as well. So when we got married, it, it just was a natural progression for us to, to coach together. So. 
very fortunate. You know, sometimes life just kind of takes you where it's where where it's meant to go. And yeah. uh, I feel like I've never really had to have a job. Wow. No, I think that's so amazing that you and your your wife coach together. How has that been like with bouncing like family and and coaching? I guess. Yeah, I think it's it's probably you know it's been really rewarding because in this business you wouldn't see your spouse much if you know we travel a lot with recruiting, we travel a lot with our team, and uh, it, it just means you're you're on the road a lot, and so we wouldn't see each other a lot, which has been hard. Um, but it's been pretty easy for us because we really I think we have similar philosophies in the game. We see the game the same way, but we get about it very differently. We're very different personalities, and I think that's a huge plus. So had we looked at the game differently or valued the game differently, I think that would have been hard, but for us to have similar, you know, view of the game, but then just different approaches actually makes it really healthy. Um, but you know, there's been times where it's challenging. It's probably most challenging when our kids were young and, you know, we were mm. both traveling and it, it made it a little different lifestyle for them. But uh, luckily for us, that's all they knew. So they didn't really have any, you know, sometimes they'd ask like, why, why are the, their friends, parents home all week on the weekends and we're never home. Um, but for the most part, I think it's been a good opportunity for them. And they've, they've gotten probably, I'm hoping, more benefits than they have uh, negatives out of it. But uh, it's been good. And, and we've done it for 27 years now. So wow, um, it's been going pretty good. 27 years. I know I was going to ask. That's so amazing. Wow. I'm glad that you guys are able to, you know, balance everything and um, be awesome coaches together. I think, I think that's a really unique experience that players get to be a part of. So that's awesome. Yeah, I think, you know, we talk a lot within our program about core values and one of ours is family. And certainly that comes a little bit for Elise and I coaching together. But, uh, you know, we do, you know, we, we want it to be a, a feeling of a group that's a little more connected than just a team. And so I think that's being married. But we probably attract people that are looking for that, too. And so yeah. it seems like it's been a positive. And I'm sure there's some players that maybe it wouldn't be a good fit. But for, uh, for us and our team, it seems to be working pretty well. Oh, no, I think that's awesome. I like that you mentioned the team family too. Cause I think, I mean, that's what I valued in a team was when it was so much of like a family, you go through the highs, the lows together. So I love that view. Yeah. I always tell our team, I'd love my, the ideal situation would be when they, when something really big in their life happens, whether it's you know, getting married or they're having kids or maybe something tragic happens. I would want, I would hope that their teammates would be there even at 10, 15, 20, 30 years from now. And uh, I think if we've done that and we created those kind of relationships, then we've done a really good job. And, I always love going to players' weddings uh, because you see all the other players there and you see how they support them. And I feel it makes me feel like, hey, we're doing something right here. And we're doing something a lot bigger than just volleyball um, because we're developing those relationships, those lifelong relationships. Well, it's so true. I know. the most. I love like going to my old teammates, like weddings and things like that. I don't know. It's true, that team family and um, doing more than just, you know, volleyball. It's beyond that. So I, I appreciate your views. What, what are some of your most memorable travel experiences? Yeah, that's one of the cool things about this job is you get a chance to travel a lot. And, you know, we travel, you know, constantly for recruiting. It's funny, I joke about it, but we feel like we've been in every convention center in the country because that's where all the tournaments <laughs> are held. They all look the same. They're all concrete. They all got pillars in the middle. You know, <laughs> those, those are our real highlights. And when we go to a lot of these cities in, around the U.S., they're great cities, but we don't get to see much of it because we're just in the convention center. Yeah. But, you know, with our team, we've had some really cool travel experiences. And, you know, you're allowed every four years to go on an international trip with your team. And, you know, luckily we've had a, a university at University of Michigan that's supportive of that. And so we've been on four different international trips over the last, you know, 20 years. Um, I've also had a chance to travel with USA Volleyball um, and uh, take a team to China with that group. I took the Big Ten All-Star team last year to Japan. 
So really some great experiences. But I'd say that the one that stands out the most to me probably was in 2009, we took our, our, US, our Michigan team to Brazil. And I think it was cool because Brazil is a great volleyball country and it's just a great country in general. Like the people were awesome. The food's amazing. The scenery and, and you know, just the, the sites are awesome, just phenomenal. Um, but uh, we also had a Brazilian on our team and that made it really special because one, we could all communicate and, and she could translate and, and <laughs> kind of give us the inside track. But I think we saw a lot deeper into the country than we would have had she not been on the team. And so mm -hmm. it was a really cool experience. Juliana Paz is her name. Um, yeah. She graduated that year. She was a senior that year. And it was just really cool to be able to travel with her. And, and uh, we never even got to her hometown. Uh, it, it didn't work out because of the volleyball side of it. But, uh, you know, just for her to know the country so well. And it was a really cool experience. Oh, I love that. And I feel like any travel you take as a team brings you closer. Have you noticed that with your teams? Oh, without question. You know, it's, they're really good bonding experiences. They're really good. You know, you're uncomfortable at times. I think the best place, to, the best way to develop a tight team is, is when they're uncomfortable and how you work through that. And, you know, international travel, there's a lot of really cool things about it, but there's also some times where it's uncomfortable, whether it's yeah. the food can be challenging sometimes, the communication, getting around. And so to, to see our team go through those things and, and grow from it is, is amazing. You know, the other, another trip that really sticks out to me was when I took a, the USA college national team to China, um, probably seven or eight years ago. And it was, it was, uh, China's, a, you know, just a, such a different country. And it's such a cool, some cool sites and cool things. Um, but it was difficult. I mean, it was tough, you know, to get food that you felt comfortable with. It was tough to get around because it's so populated. And so, so, uh, you know, bustling, um, it was hard to communicate because the language is so drastically different. So that team was really uncomfortable and they were new. They, they just got together for that trip and to watch them bond very quickly was pretty amazing uh, because, you know, they kind of had to, they were out there by themselves and, and the only people they could lean on was each other. So there's yeah. no question. Those trips are great bonding experiences. Oh, no, I love that. And I've noticed that when I travel with my teams, it's just, you get way closer. I agree. Like, I couldn't have said that better myself, so thank you for sharing that with us. What's one thing that no one knows about you that you can share with us? Yeah, you know, I probably I gave it up just a little bit ago. Um, the fact that I, I grew up in Alaska playing hockey, you know, and, and yeah. playing hockey and skiing were my two big things. And so um, volleyball, I got into really late. And I got into it my senior in high school on just a pretty recreational team. It wasn't a very high level. I went to Oregon State for two years and played on a club team there and really fell in love with it. I mean, it just got super connected with it. Um, and I decided I wanted to play at the highest level. So I, I worked to transfer down to a, a college in Southern California um, where I was going to play in the, the best conference in the country and uh, an awesome experience to go to Northridge. And, and again, I knew that I was probably going to be limited in how good I could be as a college player because I'd only been playing for about a year and a half, two years. Yeah. Um, so I wanted to play for somebody who could really help me become a coach. And I told you know, when I visited schools, that was one of the things I talked to the coaches about is, is that was one of my goals. And when I met Walt Kerr, the coach at Northridge, and we, we had a chance to talk, I, I immediately knew, hey, this guy's going to help me achieve my goals. And there's no question that I would have never been able to coach, you know, probably collegiately, but certainly not at this level, had I not had that experience. So it turned out to be an unbelievable thing and, you know, kind of a back backdoor into the sport. And one of the other things people probably, my close friends know it, but my best friend, in the world is a guy named Kent Miller and we grew up playing hockey together up in Alaska, but ironically, he's the volleyball coach at St. Louis university. So oh. in division one, we both are coaching division one volleyball and yet we both grew up 
as hockey players in Alaska and, and got into volleyball really late. So oh my what goodness. A, yeah, kind of ironic. So some people in the volleyball world know that because, uh, because both of us have been in it for a long time, but it was a very, very strange twist of fate. My gosh. Yeah, that is crazy. I've never heard of that before. That's fun. Yeah, we, it's funny because we see each other recruiting a lot. And sometimes people introduce us saying, oh, do you know Kent? And I'm like, yeah, I know Kent. We, were, we literally were best friends from like fourth grade on. And we played hockey all through high school. And uh, we lived in the same neighborhood. And, you know, and for both of us to end up, yeah, for a while, he was coaching at University of Toledo, which is 45 minutes from here. So it was oh, wow. really ironic that we end up living in the Midwest, 45 minutes apart, um, coming from Alaska. So very strange. And both coaching D1, that is, that is crazy. I've never heard that. And, wow, I feel like um, I love, like, listening to coaches, especially because your story is so cool to me, how you're coaching with your wife, and you and a best friend are coaching at the same time. I think that's amazing. Yeah, it's been fun. We've played each other a couple of times, and that's always interesting. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh I bet that's a good battle. <laughs> yeah, a little bit, a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's fun. I'm glad that you guys are able to do that. But that just leads me to the next question I have for you. Um, if you are an athlete that's wanting to play for a team or university, what would your advice be to them? Yeah, I, I think the, the biggest thing I would say is, is do everything you can do to improve your game, to work on developing as a player. I think I see it so often because recruiting is such a competitive thing and, and people want to play at the highest level, which, which it's great for some people, but it's not for everybody. You know, playing in, in a Power 5 conference or in the Big Ten or a place like Michigan isn't for everybody. And so it, it looks great and it sounds fun until maybe you get into it. And I think the biggest thing is, is as you develop your, your game and you become the best you can be, finding the right level is really important. But don't focus as much on the recruiting side of it. Focus on the development side of it. And, you know, I'm a big growth mindset person. I think that people, you know, have the ability to grow and develop and get better. And, but that's all through intentional hard work and, and, you know, skill training and, you know, focus on those things. And I think a lot of people look at the, you know, getting into college, getting to college sports is about marketing themselves. And, and really, unless you've got a great product, marketing doesn't matter. And so my big thing is work on your game, work on getting to be the best you can absolutely be. And if that gets you, you know, to a certain level, then that's great. That's the level you're, you're meant to be at. That's so true. I love that you mentioned hard work and developing as a player, because I feel like with everything, you kind of have to pursue it and go hard and be able to represent yourself well, you know? So I love that. Yeah, and- you know, talent's a big factor. There's, you know, people have a certain amount of talent They're whether, you know, they're tall or they're, you know, quick or they're fast or they're jump, good jumpers. Those things are somewhat innate, but skill and just developing skill, being a high level skilled player in, in a sport like volleyball or basketball or golf or anything else is, is a learned skill. And so I think that people can always get better. People can grow and develop. And um, we don't really value talent as much here. You know, we have to have a certain level of talent, but we, we value that growth and that development. And so I tell people all the time, I, I try and tell my sons that, hey, just work on being the best version of yourself. And, mm-hmm. and then, you know, that'll get you where it's going to get you. Oh, that's so true. Being the best version of yourself. It's true because we all have different talents and skills and um, especially athletes, you know. Absolutely. So that is great. Well, what's your next adventure? Um, you know, we, it's funny. We, we, in between foreign trips, we went on one two years ago. So we're going to have two more years before our next one. And right now we're just hoping that, you know, this, this whole, uh, we're, we're living in an adventure right now. And there's <laughs> yeah. all this stuff going on in the country. So it's kind of hard to think about that next foreign trip. And hopefully, I, I guess I'm glad we didn't have one scheduled for this year. Um, or that would have been, uh, you know, that would have been tough. But a couple of years, we're planning right now to go to China. Um, we're not 100% sure on that, you know, so it's, the reason I'm doing that is um, 
one, when I went with the USA team, I thought it was a, an amazing, just an amazing country, just the, how vastly different it is than the U.S. And I think that'd be a great experience for our players. A lot of our, you know, our players are going to, at some point in their life, they're going to go to Europe. They're going to probably go to South America, but to go to China is a pretty unique experience. We also have a gentleman um, involved in our program. His name's Sandy Bong, and Sandy was the original coach at Michigan back in the in the '70s and early '80s. Um, he was an engineer for Ford Motor Company. Um, he he's a, he actually has some amazing talents. He, he's one of the people who invented the technique to tint auto glass, um, and he's an engineer in, in glass. He knows everything about glass, but he's also a volleyball guy. And wow. so he's in our gym every day. He's 90 years old now. Um, wow in our gym every single day um and he he's chinese obviously and, and by his name and um he wants to take us to china and so i told him if you if you can stay you know healthy enough and and you can go with us to china then we'll go to china and this was two years ago and he's it's funny he walks our track every day he's he's working to stay in shape so you know god willing if sandy's um sandy's healthy enough then, then we we're looking to go to china uh but if if Sandy's not involved in it. If he's, if it's not, he's not up for that trip. I, I don't know if we'll go on it because he's really the only person I'd love to take our team to China. Because as I said, with Juliana, having her take us, you know, be with us to go to Brazil made it special. I think going to China with Sandy would be really special. And our players love him. He's, you know, he's, he's one of these guys that's very quiet. He doesn't say a lot, but when he does, everybody listens. He's got everybody's full attention. Uh, he's very wise and he's very um, thoughtful in what he says. And so, I think to, to be able to make that trip with him would be pretty cool. So that's wow. kind of our next uh, international adventure. You know, we're hoping this fall we've got a couple of trips that in, in uh, preseason we're going to, um, to uh, where are we going? Louisiana State down in Baton Rouge, uh, Louisiana, which we'll go through. Uh, we'll fly into um, New Orleans, which would be really cool. For our, and we were planning to spend a half a day just kind of checking out the French Quarter and getting our team to see that side. And then the other preseason trip we have is to the Naval Academy in Annapolis. And uh, we're actually going to spend a day uh, touring the campus and touring the facilities and, and just kind of the life of what the cadets go through. So both of those, even though they're good volleyball trips and I'm excited about the volleyball, there's also a little bit of a, of a you know, adventure c component to it too. So we're really hoping the fall happens this year, but, you know, that's all pretty much out of our control. We're, uh, we'll hopefully, you know, find out uh, things are getting better soon. Yeah. Wow. And that's amazing. China, like, I think that would be a trip of a lifetime, especially for the girls on the team. And yeah, you know, when we, when I went to the USA team and we, we walked the Great Wall, it's, it's amazing. I mean, the, the, the tour guide was telling us that it was, you know, it took 2000 years to build. And I thought she made a mistake. I mean, you mean, you mean 200. She's like, no, 2000. I'm like, that's, that's a lot of generations. You know, I don't know how yeah. many, projects in the world you could could spend 2000 years working on it and you know keep plugging away at it you know let's yeah. talk about uh about about being persistent that that certainly is so you know and just the 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 magnitude of the great wall like how long it is and how big it is and and how uh remote it is it's it's amazing you know so things like that i would love our our team to see because i think they're just you know they're they're so different than what we have in the US yeah oh again it's just traveling you get to see so much that you wouldn't have gotten to see I don't know I think it's amazing and hopefully your team can do that I hope Sandy can go with you guys yeah that'd you. be fun you know another trip I went on last year I went to uh to Berlin to we, we have a player on our team right now from Germany um and I went to Berlin in recruiting with her and 
uh, I got a chance to go, you know, go along the Berlin Wall and and learn some of the history of of you know World War II, and it it, it was pretty, um, it was somber and it was it was, but it was very thought provoking and uh, and also very very positive because of of the changes that came about in that. But you know, to be in Berlin and see a lot of those that history was was pretty cool and uh, very uh, very eye opening. Wow, yeah, I've never been to Berlin. That's that's on my bucket list. So. Dang, yeah, it's a cool so city. Cool. It's, uh, there were some really neat things, and you know, uh, Jenny's family took me around one day and kind of showed me around from a from a you know a, a insider's perspective, and it was it was pretty cool. Oh, I love that. Yeah, getting that um, traveler's feel instead of more of the touristy feel. Yeah, definitely. Well, I love that. Thanks so much for joining us on our podcast. It was a blast listening to your travels to get an insight into your team, you know, I can really see the love and passion that you have for this sport. And I, I respect that a lot. So thank you so much. No problem. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to the 35,000 feet podcast, where we chat with interesting people doing interesting things in interesting places. Do you have a story that you want to share? Visit www.acanela.com slash podcast to share your story and be featured on our next episode of 35,000 Feet.